This is Pastor Chadwick King. I hope you enjoy the ministry of God's Holy Word today provided by the Promise Center Media Ministry. Please share this lesson or sermon with your friends and family. And may the Lord bless you. It's good to be here on a Wednesday night. Uh, on Veterans Day, of course, we do want to give honor to them. If you've served, Grandma, one can argue that uh, marriage is the, the most terrifying war zone of all. So we'll give you honor to whom honor is due. Um, I'm be reading from uh, John here. And uh, I promise I'm not going to take very long. I have a very practical message. If this is your first time here at the Promise Center, first, I want to welcome you. Number two, please come back and let Pastor redeem uh, the Promise Center for me. Um, but I do have uh, something that I would like to share tonight. John, and I, I didn't even put it in my text, Dakota, so I'm depending on you. 15, that's what it was. Oof. Says this, I am the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. And would you just pray with me that God would speak to us tonight. God, we honor your presence, Lord. Thank you for your goodness and your mercy. God, I pray, Lord, that you would speak to us tonight. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So as we're going through the text of the Bible, it's funny because uh, there seems to be these themes that almost conflict each other. On, on one side, there's this idea that uh, man is flawed, that man is wicked, that, that man uh, in and of himself is, is weak and cannot possibly measure up to the standard of righteousness that is held before him. But on the other hand, we find this uh, idea of fruit and uh, that God is very interested in what we produce out of our lives. You know, from the very beginning, God asked Adam and Eve, go forth, multiply, produce something out of your lives. And even as we scroll through the text, we find God calling, judging, producing, uh, uh, acting upon men and women's lives based on uh, kind of what is going on in their life, what they are producing. And of course, once we get to the Gospels, we find that Jesus makes this statement, you'll know them by their fruit. You'll, you'll, you'll know who they truly are by what they are uh, producing. So this seems a little bit cruel. Are we, you know, what gives God? Are we doomed from the start that, you know, we're, we're, we're called to produce something, but we're unable to produce it? We're, we're called to, to make something of our lives, but we lack the ability uh, to do so. And uh, I, I want to make this conjecture and contend with this idea that what we produce in our lives is not based on who we are, but it's based on what we do with what we've been given. 
It's not a product of ourselves, but it's a product of what we do with an outside source uh, that has supplied us with some things. It's interesting that uh, more than 50% of the parables that Jesus taught had to do with stewardship. Uh, In fact, just a few, hidden treasure, costly pearl, unmerciful servant, the rich young man, generous employer, wicked tenants, talents, widow's might, good Samaritan, friend at midnight, rich fool, vigilant and faithful servants. There's about 20 of them. I won't read them all. But there's parable after parable after parable of this idea of stewardship. So I think maybe Jesus might have been interested uh, in this. And it goes so much farther than just financial stewardship. But it has to do with these ideas of what do we do, how do we handle, what do we produce with what God has given us. And I I just think that if we want to be fruitful, if we want to produce something in our life, if we want to quote unquote measure up to the standard that God has given us, uh, that there's going to be two things that are going to be essential. Number one, we are going to Uh, have to make the realization that everything we have comes from God. Uh, During this small group, we learned about how uh, our our financial provision comes from God. But the truth is our time is given of God. Our talents and our abilities is given of God. The opportunities that we have is given of God. And it's important to know that he is the ultimate source of what we hold For two reasons. Number one, once we make that realization, we're going to stay close to our source. And number two is once we realize that it's him that holds it, then we can understand that he's not limited. If he gave us some, he can give us some more. If, If we think we are our own source, then we're going to be limited by ourselves. And we're going to feel limited by ourselves. And uh, the second thing is this, that we have to realize that God is interested in what we produce with our lives. He's interested in, in what becomes of uh, what we have been given. So we have to constantly, uh, I make it a habit of this, stop and think, what am I producing with my life? What, what is coming of the time and the finances, and the talent, and everything that I've been given, what is it that this life I have is producing? We have this tendency uh, to make excuses about how we act and and how we operate, kind of based on uh, what we don't have. We have this tendency to focus on what we don't possess and the things we don't have. And we say things like, well, God, I I really want to serve you and I want to serve your house, but I I just, I'm really busy right now. I don't, I don't really seem to have the time or, or, or God, I, I I want to invest in your kingdom, but kind of have a few bills right now. And maybe once that, but I'm, I'm lacking in this ability to do uh, what you want me to do, or maybe um, God, I, I want to get involved, but I just, I'm not quite as talented. I don't seem to have those, those skill sets. So because we're constantly focusing on these things that we don't have, we say, well, it's okay if I don't 
fulfill anything. It's okay if I don't produce anything because how can I produce anything because I don't have anything to produce. And because we are so focused on this, we, we tend to put our focus now on our future. Well, if I can't do it now, well, I'm going to do it in the future. I'm going to give you more time, God, when I have more time. I'm going to invest in your kingdom when I have a little bit more finances. And, and God, maybe when I get everything together and I've checked all the boxes and I feel like I'm standing on two feet, that's when I'm going to start reaching out to other people and, and, and ministering to others and, and trying to help people. But, but right now, I'm not there yet, so I'm waiting for this moment. But there's a fallacy in this way of thinking because, remember, this is a stewardship issue. It's an issue with what we do with what we have been given. Luke chapter 16 says this, One who is faithful in a very little is also faithful in much, and one who is dishonest in a very little is also dishonest in much. If you then have not been faithful in the unrighteous wealth, who will entrust you to the true riches? And if you have not been faithful in that which is another's, who will give you that which is your own? And I understand in this context, Jesus is actually talking about money. Uh, Actually, Jesus talked more about money than any other subject. So uh, he's interested in that. But there's a greater principle, and that is God wants to Uh, God judges what we do with a little far before he will ever judge what we do with much. And we think to ourselves that it's our lacking that causes us to operate the way we do. Well, it's because I don't have enough time. It's because I don't have enough money. It's because I don't have enough ability. And we think to ourselves that if we had more, that we would be better. And it's the biggest lie on the planet. Because the truth is this. If you can't steward your time, then you could have a 36-hour day, but you'd still waste it. And the truth is, if you don't know how to steward your finances, like, do you know how many people win the lottery and go bankrupt? Google it. It's insane. In fact, uh, they've done entire documentaries on, on professional sports players who are making millions and millions and millions of dollars. But because they were pulled out of poverty and they never learned how to handle that, they lose it all. So it, it's not an amount issue. It, it, it's not a, if I could just have a little more, if I could just have a little more, just give me a little more time, a little more money, a little more talent, a little more ability, a little more opportunity. It's a, what do I do with what I've been given? How we handle what we've been given does not change based on the amount. I like the story of Moses because Moses is wandering around in the desert and doing his thing, and he stumbles upon uh, the the burning bush, and here it is, this great divine moment, and God calls him to do something amazing, and I don't have time to read the text, but I'm sure most of you are familiar with it, and and go back and read it and watch his response. He goes, "Um, God, I'm nobody. 
God, I don't have the ability to speak. I don't have the ability to do what you are calling me to do. Moses is concerned with what he does not have. But I'm going to read one verse and watch what God is concerned with. Exodus 4 verse 2. So God said, what's that in your hands? A staff. God's saying, I'm not worried about what you don't have. I'm asking you, what do you have? Well, God, all I have is a staff. That doesn't quite seem to to measure up and match up against this army that you are asking me, the most powerful nation in the world, and you want me to take it on with a staff? God says, yes, because I can use what you have in your hands. And we get so concerned with what we don't have. We get so concerned with the, the things that uh, we, we wish we had, and we are constantly in this dream mode, hoping, waiting, wishing. And God is just simply saying, why can't you just use what you do have? So my question is, what do we have in our hands that God is saying, I can use that. I can use that to build my kingdom. I can use that to free somebody. I can use that to make an impact on somebody's life if you'll just let me use it. And because Moses was willing to use this thing that he had in his hand, that staff would be the thing that led him to greater miracles, greater things that would eventually lead him to a place where he would see God face to face and God would give him the most precious thing that he has and that is his identity and his word and he would begin to reveal himself to Moses. But it started because he was willing to use what he had in his hands. Because God uses what you already have to lead you to what he wants to give you. But it starts with what you already have. We have the tendency to uh, displace responsibility. Not in this season, God. Not in this time. Not in this moment. Not right now, God. I'll do it later. I'll, I'll do it later. When, 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 I'm, when I, I'm married and, and I'm more stable, that's when I'll do it. We get married and God, when I have kids and, you know, I just want to enjoy this, so I'll wait till I have kids. And we, we have kids and, well, God, I'm really busy right now. I'll wait until the kids get out of the house. And, and, and we're constantly displacing. God is trying to get us to do something and to produce something with who we are. And another time, God. Another time, God. Another time, God. So maybe you're saying to myself, okay, I, I get it, but what does this have anything to do with your title? Nothing. Just kidding. It's because we live in the meantime. We hope for tomorrow, but the truth is our lives are defined by the meantime. We're forged in the meantime. Who we are is produced in the meantime. So somehow... We must learn that tomorrow is designed and determined by how I spend my today. 
What happens to me tomorrow is determined by what I do with what I've been given today. So we've got to learn to take our focus off our dreams of tomorrow and put it back on, okay, what are my decisions today? Not that it's bad to dream, but I know people who spend their life dreaming of something greater and the, their entire life is wasted away hoping for tomorrow. God, when you, when you, when you. Psalms 118.24 says this. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. The truth is that God is in today. God blesses today. God works in today. God operates in today. And we somehow have to decide in ourselves that, man, we may not feel like we measure up. We may not feel like all the boxes are checked off and, and everything kind of looks pretty. But God works in today. I've got to do my best to steward, to use, to protect what I've been given today. 2 Corinthians 12 Verse 9 says this, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast the more gladly of my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me for the sake of Christ. Then I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. God uses imperfect people. God calls imperfect people. People that often feel like they don't measure up. People who always uh, often feel like, like they're just one peg short of who they need to be. And if we're not careful, the devil will walk all over us and constantly tell us these things that we're not good enough and we can't and, and, and not yet and you need to get it together. And yet God is saying, look, in your weakest moments, that's when I shine the brightest. When you can't measure up, I'm going to make up the slack for what you can't be. And I, I was thinking about this, that. It's funny that as Jesus was on the cross in one of his worst conditions and he's broken and, and bloody, even in that act, he was providing life to humanity. And sometimes we feel like when we're broken that we can't impact somebody else. But the truth is, man, even in our worst moments, do you understand that even when you don't have it all together, that God can still use you to speak life into somebody else's life. That, that even when you, you haven't figured it all out, that you can still help somebody else find direction. And I just feel like, man, we just get lost. I remember like the first, I don't know, like five years of, uh, you know, 19, 20, 21, 22, and it, it, it's funny because we often find ourselves in seasons that we're, we're longing and wishing for the next one. 
And you ever, like, finally get there, and then you're kind of sad because you miss the one you just came out of? And, and we're constantly, like, trying to find when we're going to be able to do what we want to do. And, uh, man, I remember making statements like, I, I can't wait until I'm there. And whatever there is, I've never gotten there. I hope to find it someday. Or, you know, I'm, I'm trying to get there and wherever there is. And, you know, and the older I get, the more I realize that there is always going to be tomorrow. Where I desire to be is always going to be tomorrow. Where I hope to be, it's always going to be tomorrow. But maybe, just maybe, that if I steward what God has given me, that that might lead me to something greater. That that might lead me to produce something in my life. I promised I was going to be short, and I am. I'm actually going to wrap up. I want to read this. Mario, you're welcome to come if you'd like. 1 Corinthians 3, verse 10 says this. By the grace God has given me, I laid a foundation as a wise builder, and someone else is building on it, but each one should build with care. For no one can lay any foundation other than the one already laid, which is Jesus Christ. If anyone builds on this foundation using gold, silver, costly stones, wood, hay, or straw, their work will be shown for what it is. Because the day will bring to it to light. It will be revealed with fire. And the fire will test the quality of each person's work. If what has been built survives, the builder will receive a reward. If it is burned up, the builder will suffer loss, but yet will be saved, even though only as one escaping through the flames. What does that even mean? It means this, that this isn't about salvation. This isn't about being saved or, you know, I believe God's mercy and grace is, is pretty profound. But this is the question. What do we do with our life? What is produced through our life? Because God says, I'll judge it with fire. And all your busy schedule, that doesn't matter anymore. All the money that came and went, that doesn't matter. All, all, all the frivolous things that we did and the time spent and the time wasted, it doesn't matter. What matters is this. Did you produce anything? When, when we get to heaven, will there be people that are there because we took the time to reach out to them, because we took the time to love them, because we took the time to be what we're called to be, and that is the church. Are we so busy, so consumed with our own lives and our own worries and our own problems, just trying to get by, just trying to survive? And I, I just... I felt this, that I would never want to stand in front of Jesus on the, on the day of redemption and realize that everything I poured my heart, my tears into, my time into, wasn't worth anything. Because the truth is there's a day that None of this matters. And, um, you know, I feel like 
We're in an amazing season of the Promise Center. God's doing something special. And God wants to use people. But not just any person. God wants to use you. And God has a place for you. And God has a part for you. And and though the kingdom may go on regardless, God wants you to be a part of what he's doing. So I challenge you to examine your life. Examine the time you spend. Examine the money you spend. Examine what your heart goes to because there's a day where that's all going to be revealed. And we have the chance to make something amazing. We have the chance to build a church and to build a community that's impact is so far-reaching that when we get to heaven, we can say, we were a part of what God did. We were a part of reaching people's lives because we were willing to steward and to use what we have been given. Let's stand. I said that tonight would be a, uh, a practical, practical night. Uh, one of reflection more than anything. I don't want to call an altar call. Um, I just want to pray a prayer. And say this, man, if you... If you've been hesitating with what God wants to do with you because of you don't feel qualified or you're, you're waiting for a moment that everything makes sense, man, don't wait. Don't wait for tomorrow. Just do it today. Spend your time wisely today. Spend your talents wisely today. And let's pray that, man, let's pray that. God will make something of us. That God will make something of us. Can we pray that tonight? God, I thank you for your spirit that's here. God, thank you for the moments that you remind us what life is really about. God, I pray for every individual that has been feeling confused and lost and kind of floating around trying to figure out what you're doing in their life. God, I pray, Lord, that even in our chaos, Lord, that we would just reach for those that are near to us. God, that even in our brokenness, God, that we would speak into the lives of others. God, I pray that we would make every effort, God, to use what you've given us. God, all of our talents and all of our time and all of our opportunities. God, not just to God, pour into frivolous things and things that don't matter and things that pass the time. But, God, that we would be builders of your kingdom. God, that we would answer the call that you have given us. God, I pray our focus would not be on what we don't have, but that our focus would be on what you have given us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You're welcome to stay and reflect and pray and uh, stay in the presence of God. Otherwise, 
God bless you. And tomorrow when tomorrow comes, think about it. What are we doing with today? What are we doing with today? God bless you guys. Happy Veterans Day. And we'll see you Sunday morning. For more information about who we are, we invite you to go to thepromisecenter.com. God bless you.